What can you learn from a rock star about being in business? Stay tuned and find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. What is up? What is up? What the hell is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? Welcome back to your weekly dose of rock star business learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and you, well, that, my friend, it's infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur or one in the making. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, or just start leveling up with great marketing, personal, or business results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. Okay, um, before I kick things off and we get into this this amazing episode, I want to I want to let you in on a little something, and that is a podcast guesting course that is about to come out. Now, I have seen firsthand the power of podcast guesting in your ability to to grow your audience, to grow your brand, and get your message out in front of your tribe. So I wanted to give my dark horse friends and family a heads up that you can get in there now and get on the wait list for this upcoming awesome course. So what you want to do is you want to head over to darkhorseschooling.com, scroll on down to the bottom of the page, and there you'll see that wait list sign up for and just for jumping onto the waitlist, I'm going to be sharing with you uh, some great tips that you can put into action right now so that you can start building your tribe via podcast guesting. So again, head over to darkhorseschooling.com, scroll on down to the bottom of the page and jump on the waitlist today. I promise you, you're going to want to be a part of this. All right, enough about that. I got a huge episode for you today. Today, Gabe Helguera, the drummer from the rock band I Prevail, shares so many amazing gems from creating a supportive community or working on your craft or the power of persistence in ensuring your success that I cannot wait for you to hear this awesome episode. Plus, I'm going to let you in on next week's interview episode guest who has harnessed the power of creative energy and a powerful determination to overcome this immense amount of adversity in her own life. As per usual, the dark horse corrals are chock full of personal business and marketing, G-O-L-D, spilling from every corner of the dark horse entrepreneur HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. All right, my dark horse friends and family, today's guest is Gabe Hilgera, and hopefully I didn't tear that name up. Now, some of you <laughs> might re recognize him from his YouTube channel where he has over 300,000 subscribers. Others will know him as the two-time Grammy-nominated drummer from the platinum-selling band I Prevail. Oh, yeah. Um, and others... Well, you know what? Let's step back here. That's not really why he's here. Not here. No, he's not here because he's a rock star. I wanted him here because he's the founder of Drum Beats Online and this amazing entrepreneurial journey that he's gone on while still being a full-time touring drummer. Gabe, welcome to the Dark Arts Entrepreneur, man. Holy smokes! What a what an intro, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta uh -oh. I gotta do you right. You know, I've been uh, I've. 
I've been lucky enough. I've been watching your career for some time. Uh, I prevail as one of the bands that, that I love. And then I'm also uh, a user of the service that, uh, that you're doing the online, the, uh, the drum beats online. Uh, I'm a, uh, Obviously, I don't have the skill set you got. I'll, I'll just say it like it is. Uh, I picked up the drums, <laughs> oh gosh, about two years ago, seriously. And I enjoy the heck out of it. I have my little drum set sitting behind me here and I'll get online uh, geez, four or five times a week and just just let it go. And it's, it's uh, that's I, awesome. I, I step away with a big smile on my face. That's what it's all about, man. Well, dude, one that's awesome that you that you like I prevail. Super stoked to hear that. Yes, I've seen you on on DBO Academy uh, around, so it's it's super awesome to be to be chatting with you. And yeah, man, good for you. Like for being able to pick up drums, it I think it really unlocks like a different world. Uh, at least it did for me. Like mm-hmm. I feel like my life is split up into two parts. Like the the part before I played drums and the part after I played drums. You know, uh-huh. it's like <laughs> like the ultimate outlet. Um, no matter like, no matter who you are, it is really cool to see like, you know, the cool thing about having a website or, or a membership that a lot of people use is that you see all sorts of different people like mm-hmm. sharing one uh, same passion and one's uh, one same thing that like brings people together, mm-hmm. which, you know, I think uh, it, you don't see that a lot, <laughs> at least recently, right? you know, yeah. uh, something that brings uh, a ton of different people from all over the world together it's like yeah that's really cool to see and you're right i think it's really i think another thing that's really cool about um, a a space like you've created is that it doesn't matter whether i'm the newbie i'm I'm raising my hand high saying yes i am the newbie (laughs) or you've got the folks out there that have massive chops uh, they're all in there supporting each other. Oh man, you're doing great. I'll, I remember putting up, uh, you know, one of the things you say, Hey, put up your first video. And I put up my little video. I think I was doing um, Alice an Alice Cooper song, very nice. simple, very, you know, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not selling Greg out at all. I'm not, <laughs> but uh, you know, <laughs> and, but everyone was very supportive, man, you did awesome. And I'm like, I actually messed up a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. It's just like, you know, it's just like starting off anything like in the beginning stages, it's Mm -hmm. like once you uh, accomplish something, like no matter how small it is, if you're doing it like for the first time, no matter how messy it is, no matter how sloppy it is, it's like, it still feels great. You know, absolutely. Yeah. So cool. You know, and that, that can apply to, to anything. So dude, I think stoked uh, that you're having a good time with it. I'm having a blast with it. And I think, yeah, and I want to get your, give you a chance here to tell your story, but I have to sell the passion behind the drums here. So about, <laughs> about two weeks ago, right. Uh, my wife and daughter and I, we were watching, um, I forget what it was. We were watching some show and the things that were being depicted in the show were just pissing me off. There's no other way to say it. I was really <laughs> getting, it was getting under my skin, right? I was like very agitated. And my wife's like, yeah, I noticed because she was sitting right next to me. And after about two hours of watching it, I'm like, I- I'm done. I'm done. And I was I, I was all riled up, right? I could just feel it churning. And I came up here, right? I put in, you know, put my headphones on and I just started going and having a blast on. And after about two hours came back, those feelings were just gone. I was just filled with that. Ah, I feel better. Okay. Now I can go back out and watch whatever else I want to watch. And it was like, all right, now I know why people do this kind of thing, whether Mm -hmm. it's the drums or the guitar or paint or draw, because it's therapeutic. hundred percent, man. Yeah. It's like the cheapest form of, of therapy. Um, 
<laughs> like it, you know, obviously therapy is great in its own right too. Right. But <laughs> I, I, there, there, there's really, there is really something um, that that's kind of why I say like, there's like the time before drums and after drums, because like, it is just such an outlet where like it, for whether I'm happy, whether I'm sad, whether I'm angry, like mm-hmm. all of it is expressed like, when I can hit, hit some things really hard with, with two sticks, you know, exactly. <laughs> and, and when I'm away from it, uh, for too long, it feels like there's something missing. Like there's yeah. something off. Like I can't really recreate it. Like ec- exercise does, uh, to a degree, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, there's something about just like connecting like physical movement with music. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's really cool. So uh, I want to, I want to, I want to shut up a minute. You know, I'm trying not to fanboy too much here, um, <laughs> but I want to, I'd like you to give you a moment just to tell your story as much as little bit as you can. If you want to go through some of the I prevail stuff and uh, really what brought you to create this platform you've created and, and why you love doing what you do so much. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I'll try to I'll try to fly through it a little bit because I've sure. been playing drums for like 15 years. So I don't <laughs> want to <laughs> take you back too far, but uh, long, long story short. Um, yeah. I, my mom is a great mom. She, she randomly bought me a drum set one year for Christmas. I didn't even ask for it. Um, so she committed herself to a very loud <laughs> basement <laughs> at all times. But nice. the beautiful thing about that and her intention with that is that I have an older brother um, who plays guitar and was very musical at the time. And she really wanted like a way for us to come together and it really worked. So kind of right off the bat, uh, we started playing in in a band together and like within the first year that I was playing drums, we we started playing shows and like people were coming and like our band was growing and I was, I was 13, 14 years old. (laughs) So I'm like already, and everyone else in the band was probably college age, you know, like 18, 19. And for a 13 year old, you're like, well, this is awesome. So that is right awesome, away, right? <laughs> yeah, right away, I got um, admittedly so a, a little bit of an ego, but while all, it all, it also solidified like, oh, this is what I want to do. Like, I'm mm-hmm. passionate about this. It really just sent me on a trajectory. But admittedly, so I got a little bit of an ego. So year, years go by. Um, everyone kind of goes off to college. My brother gets married. Uh, the band kind of breaks up, right? Sure. And so then I'm like, you know, 18, really kind of feeling the itch. I'm like, I, I really want to start playing again. Like I just graduated high school. I, I knew like, <clears throat> for me, I was like, I don't want to go to college. Like I want to play drums. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can go to college to to learn more about drums and stuff. But I, you know, I was like, I want to play in a band. Like you can't go to college to, to play right. in a band, right? <laughs> right. So um, so I, you know, I graduated college or high school and I'm like a bus boy or, or whatever, and, uh, worked a, a myriad of just terrible jobs to try to, uh, sustain myself while trying to like get bands off the ground. Sure. Um, the starving artist syndrome, hundred percent, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, living with my mom, like working, yeah. Like as a bus boy. And then I worked in like a warehouse, uh, packaging dog treats, uh, making $8 an hour. So that was, that was a highlight of my life for sure. (laughs) Um, um, but, um, yeah, so it really kind of culminated for me when I auditioned for a band. And I, like I said, I kind of had this ego. I'm like, I'm really good. I've been good since I like started. And so I auditioned for this band and I like kind of like walk in being, I was like nervous, but I was like, I think I got this. Right. And, uh, I did it. They, they said, Hey man, like you don't, you don't have like what it takes basically like you you need to work on some stuff more mm-hmm. and that was a really pivotal moment for me a very humbling experience of being like wow i need to like keep working on my craft i got to like keep keep like being 
diligent about this rather than just trying to coast. So mm-hmm. that was, that was like very eye opening for me, helped me start working on it a little bit more. Fast forward to a few years, I'm living in a house with seven other musicians at this point, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. But one of them, um, like I said, I was working some terrible jobs, but one of my roommates, he for living uh, taught ukulele online. He had his own uh, <laughs> ukulele website right. um, and he was like crushing it. Um, he's, I don't know, like early twenties mm-hmm. um, making like <clears throat> close to six figures teaching ukulele. And I'm like, I'm missing something because right. I'm, I'm making $8 an hour <laughs> trying to, <laughs> trying to pursue uh, what I, what I want to do. And like, you're, hanging out at the house all day doing what you want to do right and like just totally crushing it so he was he was always trying to be like hey man like you should do this for drums you should do this for drums Mm -hmm. and at the time it it wasn't it wasn't a new idea by any means for drumming it wasn't um i'm like there's already people doing that there's already youtube channels there's already websites but after enough of a push i was like you know what like none of the bands that i'm doing are working out like Mm -hmm. i i really got to a point where i was like i realized that for me it was very apparent that I wanted uh, to be a drummer more than anyone else in the band, like wanted to do the band thing, you know? So I was like, I need to, I want to create something that is fully reliant on me where like, I don't have to be like let down um, (laughs) by other people, not, not doing their part, you know, because for me, it was like life or death. It was like, if I can't do this, like I had, I don't have any other options, you know, right. like I said, I didn't go to college or anything like that. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I started, uh, I started drum beats online. I like bought a don- domain name for like five bucks and, uh, just started uploading some videos to YouTube and, uh, it was a very slow rollout. Um, you know, like I, I didn't even create like a course to sell up until like a year or two after doing it. And again, it, you know, just very, very mm-hmm. slow, very slow. Um, and so, yeah, eventually fast forward from there a little bit, I started doing some, I, tr- I started to experience uh, what it feels like when you work a, work a job, but also are trying to like do your side hustle and right. you're ultimately wanting your side hustle to eat Bean. the job, you know, <laughs> right. so that you can, you can make the leap. Um, luckily, like I said, I didn't make a lot of money, so it wasn't a big a bar that I had to hit before I could make that jump. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was, I was like teaching in-person lessons, gigging and like doing drum beats online. And eventually I was able to do that full time. And again, I was like, I mean, I'm making like $16,000 a year in my early twenties. Right. It's, it's not like I'm crushing it, but for right, me, right. I was like, Whoa, th- it gave me a taste of like, I can actually make this happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to scale it yet. I, that wasn't even like a word that I knew at the time. Right. But in the midst of that, um, I got a call from, from, uh, one of the sound guys at the, at one of the gigs that I used to play at. And he's like, Hey, this band, I prevail. Like they need a drummer. Um, I recommended you because I, I love your playing. Like, would you be willing to like audition? And long story short, again, I, I auditioned and, th- and this is where the flashback kind of happened for me where I was like, okay, last time I did this big audition, like it didn't work out. So right. like, what am I, what am I going to do differently? Um, and plus like, I wasn't used to playing this type of music either. So mm-hmm. Anyway, worked really hard, ended up getting the gig. And all the while, like, I was still like pouring my heart and soul into drum beats online. And the two kind of just kept growing together, I together. guess. Nice. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 
that's kind of uh, as short of a way of, of possible. Of saying no, where, that's, where that's, that's pretty now. awesome though. I think, you know, it's funny as, as you were telling your story uh, about having the motivation, I was listening to your you know, to talk about your your hunger for playing the drums. It reminded me of a um, a quote I saw that Elon Musk had made, and he probably made it a long time ago. But it was like uh, someone asked him, you know, uh, what motivates you to be an entrepreneur? And uh, Elon Musk's reply was, "If you need motivation, do not be an entrepreneur." Right. Mm. So if you na- have that natural passion for the drums, so that creating that drum beats online seemed like a, a natural progression for you to say, Hey, I can teach drums. It's, I still get to do that. And that's my passion. And so I can pass that on to others. So when you hit those walls and those stumbles and, you know, all those things that happen in business and in life, you just keep going because of that drive. hundred percent. Yeah. It's so funny. I joke around about like when I was younger, I was trying to play drums to avoid like business in the real world. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I have fully embraced business so that I can play drums, you know? Like, That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's been a really cool relationship. You know, I think like over the past two or three years, especially is really when I've started to say like, Hey, if I want to like really try to do this, like I need to dive headfirst into learning about marketing, mm-hmm. learning about like creating a business, learning how to be a leader. Like I, I hired, uh, like two or three people this past year or two, you know, and it's like, okay, now this is like more than just me. This is like, I actually have like a real business on my hands. And it's like, it's a heck of a juggling act. I'll, I'll say that, but it's, it really has like kind of un- unlocked a, a new passion that I never was expecting it to, you know, like I said, I was sure. always just trying to play drums, but now I'm like, I love like business is really awesome. Like I am very curious to see where this all leads if I end up like starting other businesses down mm-hmm. down the road. Like I, I'm not sure, you know, but it's been really fun. How uh how has it come into that the obviously 2020 is probably not a great example, right? Because you didn't, <laughs> you didn't get to do a whole lot of touring, if any, um, last yeah. year uh, for obvious reasons. But, um, you know, when you when I Prevail was out there, and I know I was at a number of the shows the, oh, in no way, 2019. Dude. Oh, yeah, I was at uh, when That's you guys awesome. did that big uh, that big show. What was it uh, in South Carolina? Uh, Rock on, is it Rock on the Range or no, no, ah, I can't think of Rock it. on the Range is in Ohio. That's Ohio. I there think. was the um, Carolina, Carolina Rebellion. Rebellion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a great show. Anyway. That was fun. Yeah. I think that's the one that, of that the publicity shot I see uh, that you, you sent me. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, how do you, how do you balance you know, obviously you're, you're doing good with the business and, and you're getting more hooked on it, but obviously mm-hmm. you still have this great career on the other side of the fence. How, you, how do you go about balancing those two passions? Yeah, it's definitely hard, but I'll, I'll say this. When you're on the road, um, you know, you're away from your family, your friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're obviously friends with the people who you're with, but there's a lot in one way, there's a lot less distractions, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Or, or mm-hmm and or structure. Um, Like for me, it's kind of like, well, like a a perfect weekend for me is just being able to like relax at home and like kind of just, you know, do whatever I want, um, spend spend time with my wife, like eat dinner out or whatever. But like just having that, that time to relax when you're on the road, there isn't, you don't really get that opportunity. You know, you're like, you're on the tour bus and you're in a new city every single day. So there's not really like, yeah, I I don't know. so with that, I think like for me, it's, I get up before every other guy on the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I go to bed before every other guy. On the bus <laughs> um, so yeah, I think like, it's really important for me to have that like two or even three hours in the morning before anyone else is up to just mm-hmm. like have my own time. And that's, that's true for when I'm home too. Like uh, it's just me and my wife at home, but um, I'm, I'm up like two or three hours before her to just have like that time to just be really focused, really locked in. So same is true for the road. And um, yeah, I mean, thankfully it's, it's a little bit trickier because the day is choppier, but on the road, there really isn't too much that I have to do. I have to essentially sound check every day for Mm -hmm. 40 minutes and then I have to like get ready to play the show and then play the show at night. So like all that time before and in between, it's pretty much open. You're just in a, you know, you're just in a new space. You're in a different so, city. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my laptop's my best friend. I'm just, I'm just trying to grind away on that. And then, uh, yeah, when you have days off, it's like I said, it's kind of like, well, what else am I going to do? Like I, I may as well I mean, just kind of plug away. Work on this, stuff. right? <laughs> yeah. No, that, yeah. That makes sense. I, I know I, you know, everyone thinks about all oh, the rock star life. You're always doing things and you're always being mauled by fan. No. And, and I'm so boring, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually uh, talking to um, Eric Singer, the drummer from kiss. Oh, and, nice. Uh, this, was, this was years ago. And uh, he pretty much shared a bit of the same thing. He's just like, yeah, you know, you, you, you do the sound check. You do the show, you do some of the PR stuff. Like obviously Kiss has the whole experience where you can come get the pictures taken with them and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, we do that too. Yeah, yeah you know, so there's, and, and that's another section, right? There's a, there's another hour or two out of your day there, but the rest of the time is like, 100%. whatever, whatever's, yeah. whatever's going on, right? Um, and I'm, I'm honestly so grateful that I have like, we'll call it a project, right? Um, but something that I actually like, am invested in because mm-hmm. it's like, otherwise, like I would actually probably get really bored with all of that free time, you know? Yeah. So it's actually really kept me going in a lot of ways too. Probably that boredom would probably lead into trouble, right? That's probably where a lot of people start <laughs> getting into trouble. Well, I got nothing to do. Oh, look, let's glue the furniture to the ceiling, right? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, totally dude. I'm, I'm thankful and, and very lucky too that I have um, all the band members, like we're, we're really on the same page in terms of like the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was playing in a band that was like total party band, mm. like I, there's no way it would be a terrible environment for me to get work done. But like the band is self-managed. So like they're always working on like what, what new merch they're working on or, or yeah. what the new opportunities are. So like they're very focused on business as well. So we, we all kind of have like our own own things that That's we're cool. focused on as well. Yeah. That's cool. I know I was watching a, uh, a documentary um, about, oh, I'm going to forget the name of the band. Um, it was uh, Viva La Underdogs, the folks from those, the, the band from Australia. Oh, and, I haven't heard of them. Um, but uh, they're, they're also a self-managed band, you know, and in the documentary, they were showing them the guys like before the show, you know, huddled in the green room, talking business. I'm like, okay, th- for me, this is where bands of the future are, are really going to be uh, successful versus the party bands of yesteryear, you know, gluing furniture to the ceilings, because I think, <laughs> I think the, uh, the marketplace has changed. Right. And I'm speaking from the outside in, but, you know, just from a pure business perspective, you know, I think that that has changed a lot. hundred percent. Yeah. I think like more and more, you're going to find that like music or bands getting popular is not an accident nearly as much as it used to be. Like this mm-hmm. is like, this is strategic this is marketing. This is like, you know, think, thinking of each like album 
uh, as like a launch, like launching a new product. Right. Like th- this is very much so how we are focused on, on the business because like a band at the end of the day, it's like, Hey, like there is the total artistic thing where it's like, Hey, we're just trying to express ourselves and like through music, which is awesome. Right. But it's a business, like not only for the people in the band, but like, you know, we, em- we employ all the, all the crew, the tour manager, the people who keep the whole thing running. Like if yeah. you don't, if you can't focus on the business or at least have someone who is helping you with that, like mm-hmm. you're not going to have, you're not going to have much momentum there. Not going to have a business very long. There it is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so looping back to um, drum, your, your drum beats online, obviously you, you started it and you know, you, you actually mentioned it was slow and slow. And then you're like, you're like, Hey, I'm actually enjoying this. It's kind of cool. I've started learning marketing and business. What did you find was the biggest struggle to really get it, up off the ground so it could replace your $8 an hour job back then. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Well, the funny thing is that I would say I did things almost in reverse. And this is just because I didn't really know better. And that's mm-hmm. in the sense of like a lot of online entrepreneurs and a, a lot of online businesses now um, focus on like getting, getting a really good product that mm-hmm. they know how to market. And then mm-hmm. it's like, once they have all of that figured out, then they focus on growing an audience, whether that's your email list, whether that's a social media platform, wh- whatever that is. And, you know, that it's, a, it's an audience to sell to. Well, sure. for me, I, like I said, because I was like uploading videos to YouTube and I didn't have a product or anything like that for a while, like I ended up actually building a decent audience. And then I was like, oh, I should probably figure out uh What's what the, a product look like? Yeah, <laughs> what a right? product looks like, you know. <laughs> nice. So, what, what you know, th- there's pros and cons to both. Uh, the cons are that as you're building an audience, I'm not really making any money. But right. But the pro is that once I I was able to really think about like how how do I want to help people here and like like what do kind of like what do I wish I had when I was younger? Mm-hmm. Um, the the product kind of started to create itself. I mean, I started to be very intentional about creating it, sure. but um, but the 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 benefit of that was I already had a built-in audience. However, nice. this does not mean like what I, what I feel like I see all the time is people who have big audiences um, are like, yeah, I have a product. I had an audience. I put the product out to the audience and now I'm rich. You're now listening to, to the dark horse entrepreneur podcast. And for me, it wasn't certainly <laughs> wasn't that way, but um, it, it's, it was so much more, you know, like once I, once I released a product, I had a big audience, but like the conversion rate was pretty bad. Mm. Um, so that's, that's where I started to talk about like, okay, I really need to get like my, my hands dirty with like learning about marketing and like how, how yeah. I can actually utilize this audience to the best of my ability. So yeah, I think for me, the creating, creating the membership itself, which mm. is for, for, yeah. Uh, if we haven't touched on it, the membership is basically for drummers of all different levels to be able to learn and like advance to, to each stage and, and get better. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really fun to build. Cause it's kind of like a, a path of like, okay, what did you learn? What are you supposed to learn when you're a beginner? What do you learn when you're right. intermediate and advanced, you know? Um, but yeah, I think the big challenge for me was learning like how how am I positioning this to people? What is what is the result that they get? Mm-hmm. What in in like how how does my product help them get that result? You know, as right. opposed to hey, I have a drum membership, like check Come it on, out, right? Yeah, yeah, no one like for the most part, people are going to be like, oh, that's cool, like good for you. But as opposed to if I'm like, hey, 
you know how you, when you're playing drums, progress can be kind of slow and you can get really frustrated and mm -hmm. you fall into a drumming rut. Like that's a big problem. Like, so you're identifying what's the problem that most drummers are facing. So for right. me, that's kind of what, what I think about um, is the drumming rut is something that really frustrated me. Something that I see a lot of other drummers experience. It's like, Hey, this, this product DBO Academy is actually going to fix that problem for you. It's going to make falling into drumming ruts, like not even a thing. And you're going to make consistent progress so that you're never guessing on what to practice. Cause again, that's another thing for drummers is that they don't really know where they should go next. And maybe they feel like one day they're playing really good. And one day they're playing really bad. I'm trying to smooth that process out. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm raising my hand as he says that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah what's, what, what's funny, one of the things that uh, I noticed when I started using your particular membership, and, and I've used some of the other popular ones that are out there, right? We, mm -hmm. we, won't, we won't name any. Anyway, sure. um, but one of the things I noticed, it was like right out of the gate, it was probably week two. Well, first off, let me step back. It, it, it allowed you to choose your journey, right? Where are you? Are you a beginner? Are you in the middle? Or are you more advanced? Which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. But then it starts saying, okay, well, here. And then it starts taking you through. And I'm like, ah, cool. I get this. This is all right. I don't need to go through the drum setup. But I watched it anyway just to see if there was a different angle of it, right? I sure. have an electronic drum kit. So obviously going through how to tighten your drum heads, uh, whatever. I, I don't do yeah. that. But anyway, yeah. uh, what I noticed in, in, like, in like week two is that you introduced a, a beat for me, that was very challenging, but it wasn't fast, right? I believe it was the pop beat, but it mm. was, uh, you know, it, things were offbeat. So like I was hitting the cymbal uh, on an uh or you know, on an opposite uh, beat versus the usual. You're like one, two, three, four. Now you're doing the snare, then the cymbal, then the drum beat. And, and I was like, yeah. whoa. And for <laughs> me, what I thought was really cool about that, and I look at this, I tell this in life, it's like you need to lean out just a little bit out of your comfort zone a lot. That yeah. way your comfort zone gets bigger. And I'm like, yeah. man, I hate I hate doing this, <laughs> it's like, but it was, but it was, your, that was your point in the lesson it was like, we're going to try something. It's going to be a little difficult, right? Because we're doing, yeah. and you actually explained what it was, was that was going to be difficult. And it's exactly right. I was like, oh my God. I, but after, you know, I know about 10, 20 minutes of just practicing it, I was like easier. Well, the next mm -hmm. day I came back and practiced it again. And it was almost like I had to relearn it, but then I was I was okay in about four minutes. And then the next yeah. day I was okay in about two minutes. So it was that leaning out of the comfort zone. And what I liked about your lesson plan was you brought that in early. You, you, you set me up to say, look, I'm going to push you into your uncomfort zone a little bit so that things start happening. So, that, so you get out of that rut faster. And I was like, this is what I've been looking for. That's awesome, man. I'm super, super glad to hear that. And yeah, I think that is like, that's just kind of, that's the life lesson in drums. That's the life lesson in business. Like what I, what I've been telling people is like all the times that <clears throat> I've done or tried something that makes me feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. generally helps the business grow the best. So like, yeah, like, I, like I said, like kind of diving into marketing, like yeah. when you're first kind of like, like kind of pitching, it's like really uncomfortable. You feel awkward. You're like, am I, what, what am I doing? You know? But yeah. the reality is like, you do have to look at your product and be like, why, why do I have this product? Is it mm -hmm. like, am I actually trying to help people? And if you are, then like, it's kind of your responsibility to tell people how you can help them. Right. Like I, I wouldn't know. say that you feel that like, I, <laughs> I tricked you with my marketing by buying my product. It's like, well, no, I created a service for you 
and you're yeah. using that service and you're making progress with that service and you're really enjoying it. And it's like, this yeah. is, this is a mutual partnership that's really working out. And if I didn't pitch it out to you and market it to you, then you wouldn't be making as much progress on the drums. You wouldn't be having as much fun. And then I would be losing out on clients and money as well. So it's a lose, lose for both of us. Right. So yeah, it's, it's really interesting to just to think about that. And I think like for a lot of us in the, in the early stages of trying to do those things that are uncomfortable, um, it can feel very awkward. But then like, as I started getting more and more students into the membership, mm. um, more and more customers and seeing that, like, this is actually working, like this is actually helping people like that's, it helps you gain that much more confidence to be like, yeah, yeah like this just validated my product. This does work. This does help people. And then you feel so much more confident to be able to pitch it, to be able to market it because you, yeah. you've you seen the results. But if you don't do it in the first place and people don't come in, then you'll never actually like, oh, yeah. see if you're helping. You know, That's right. You don't, you don't know how good, how much uh, help you can be to your tribe until you get out there. Right. And yeah. you've got to have that confidence. You got to muster it up. I, I, I like to say you don't have to be courageous forever. You just got to be courageous for about 30 seconds. And yeah. after, after that first 30 seconds, man, the rest of it just kind of happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I know, I know you mentioned to me um, when we were first setting up this, this, uh, this interview that one of your goals was to triple the business in the next year. That's pretty aggressive. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's awesome. Uh, first off, A, you have a goal. You know, so many folks out there, they're like, hey, I'm doing good. You know, they stop setting those, those, client, mm. those goals and then they wonder why stuff stops happening, right? Um, but yeah. you clearly have a, an aggressive goal. I mean, you, you want to touch on some of the ways you think you're going to be able to attack that and go after it and reach it? 100%. Yeah. It's, uh, I think I'm very goal oriented just as a, as a person. Sure. Um, kind of like I said, you know, like from a very young age, I'm like, I want to play drums. That's like the one thing I want to do, you know? Right. Um, I think this past year and a half um, has been a huge lesson for me in how far I can take things in my business. If I really like set goals and like push myself outside of my comfort zone, like, mm -hmm. like you said, like, so I like to give a little bit of context. Um, I, I like <clears throat> officially launched my membership as it is now about a year and a half ago. Right. So at that point I had, I had like a, a, a version of a membership before that. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of just uh, merged it into the new membership, if that makes right. sense. So um, at that point, I had about 100 members uh, a year and a half ago, which was which was cool. Like I was really thankful for those people. But it, I was definitely staying really stagnant. Like as many people who were coming in uh, were also leaving uh, sure. in every month. So like no, no growth at all. So once I started tweaking my marketing and... Uh, setting setting more goals and trying to like just change the way that I operate the business, mm -hmm. I was able to take those 100 members from where it was at that point to where we are now. It's probably around 1500 or something like that. So we've over you know, 10 times the business in the, in the past. <laughs> he, he says that in passing, oh yeah, we're at 1500 from a hundred. That's, that's amazing. Right. In a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, really, really grateful. It's in, and it's truly an amazing community. Like I, I absolutely love it. So I, I, I say that to say like, wow, when I really put my nose to the grindstone, like I can, I can really grow this thing. So mm -hmm. when I look at this next year, it's like, yeah, I would like to three times 
that number. Um, one is by continually like doing what I'm doing. I, the, the way my membership works is through launches. So like I said uh, before, I, I had a membership that was always open. So you could join it at any time mm-hmm. um, and you, you can always leave it at any time. But what I do now is, is what's called a, a closed cart membership. So I do launches um, where generally, like if you wanted to join uh, my membership right now, you actually can't. There, there's no way for you to do that. What you would do is join uh, the waiting list, mm-hmm. and that's that's my email list where I collect my leads and then uh, kind of build anticipation for when the doors are going to be open. So I open honestly. I don't even know. It's like two to three times a year. Sure. Um, but this has actually been a huge key to to the business growing. Uh, surprisingly, it's counterintuitive. You're saying like by denying people access, like your business is growing, like how does that work? But I think it, one, it really vets out, like it, it one, creates urgency, which is very impor- important if mm-hmm. you're trying to sell anything. And two, I, honestly, I think it really like, it's the people who join really want to be there, which right. I love. Like I, I, for me, it's really important to have a great community of, of people rather than just like people coming in and out all the time. It feels right. really like sc- scattered and doesn't really create a good experience for anyone. So right. it's multi-pronged, right? From, from a marketing and business perspective, it's, it's really helpful in growth and creating urgency and um, just generally creating intrigue Two, Yeah. It creates a better um, community. And three, it's, it's, really helpful for me too, because I don't have to constantly push out this product. Like it's mm. the launch by the end of the launches, like I push hard and I'm sure. exhausted. After the right. End of it, yeah. You know what I mean, and, um, and anyone who's launched a product knows exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, having to do that all the time sounds mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't, I don't want to do that. So I think continuing to do that and like, with, with each launch, what's great about launches is each launch, I'll try to throw in a new little thing here or there. Like, Hey, maybe this launch, like I'll do a giveaway to everyone who joins. Maybe they get a chance to win a drum set or, um, okay, now this launch, I'm not going to do a giveaway. Let's see how it, how it affected things. Was it worth it? Was it not worth it? You know, um, and trying different strategic things of like, like with this launch, I did like kind of a free public course to get everyone onto the wait list first. Mm -hmm. And like, that was really successful. Like the bit for me, it's like the bigger, the, the wait list, the bigger, the, the launch. So it's been, it's been cool to, to kind of see that correlation. So I think to, to three times the business, one, just uh, doing bigger and bigger launches and continuing to just experiment. It's, it's all like a big experiment yeah. for me, you know, of like, yeah, let's see if this works. Let's see if it doesn't, you know, um, trying to throw, throw new logs in the fire that way. Um, I don't think that's how you use that expression, but <laughs> that's how I'm using it. <laughs> um, I know what you meant. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, I'm also just trying to, um, like I said, I was able to to bring on a couple people this past year, which is great um, because that frees up some of my time to be able to create new streams of revenue. That's something that I really want to try to do this year as well. Um, so generally, like I, I'm... I make a lot of content. So I, I release a new video on YouTube every week and a new video for the members every single week. That's just a lot to keep up on. So mm-hmm. I hired, I hired my brother, the one who I grew up playing music with to be like my full-time editor so that I'm not constantly editing. Cause then I can't actually grow the business. So right. yeah, uh, diversifying my streams of revenue. I, right now I'm looking at creating like personal, like a personal coaching program for people yeah. who kind of want to 
to, it's, it's a high ticket offer for sure. Like it well, yeah. would be a very limited number of people. Like if I brought on five to 10 people paying X amount of dollars, I mean, maybe like a thousand or 2000, like a month to, right. to actually get like full coaching of, from me and, and help them achieve the, the specific goals that they want to achieve. So that's something, like I said, that, that makes me really uncomfortable right now to think about that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's one of those things where it's like, well, if it makes me uncomfortable, let's try it and see if it grows the business. And, you know, like ultimately, like I, I really want to make sure that if I'm able to do that, I'm able to really, really help people and like help them get their money's worth as well. And then other stuff like, like merch and stuff like that, like I don't have any merch. So yeah, just, just diversifying uh, streams of revenue, trying to, trying to bring it in from multiple angles rather than just the membership. Although I think the membership is amazing and it will probably, you know, that's, that's kind of the lifeblood of of the business, I think. So it's funny is uh, if I remember earlier in the conversation, you were saying that you were, you were working your $8 an hour job and doing gigs and doing some teaching, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, so now you're going to be doing your, the offer you just mentioned as a potential, you'd still be doing that teaching, uh, but at a whole new level, right? And yeah, I, that, yeah, that's yeah. one of the things I, I try to share with a lot of uh, the new entrepreneurs that, that I engage with. A lot of them that are doing that, those one-on-one consulting sessions that the teaching you, would, you did before, you know, mm-hmm. they're trading those hours for dollars. Well, there's a yeah. ceiling on that. You only got 24 hours and dang it, you got to sleep a few of them, right? Um, yeah. So now that you have this community of the, we'll call it the standardized lessons, your videos, yeah. Now you can take that one-on-one opportunity and offer it at a whole new level because you're really helping people at a whole new level at that point. And that comes with a premium price tag. And that's that's business 101 right there. That's just great uh, opportunities. And uh, there's a lot of folks that need to hear that because it's it's a business model that I think it's overlooked way too much. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And I mean, like I said, I'm still in this process right now. So I'm trying to figure out what that looks like. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like it's scary. Um, like I, I don't want to like offend people or turn them off, but I want to. Ge- I genuinely want to offer them something that would be worth if if they're in the position to do it. Sure. Uh, something that would be worth it for them. And yeah, like you said, the difference is when I was first starting out, um, just teaching lessons to kids and stuff like that. Right. Uh, how much? How much more uh, experience I've been able to gain from that time to now having thousands of students, hundreds of thousands, if we're going on YouTube and being able to like have a bunch of experience playing in a professional band, touring, going to the yeah. Grammys and stuff like that. It's like, I've, I've been able to thankfully have, have, uh, so much more experience that I can now pass on to, pass on. to other yeah. people that I didn't have before, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. Um, and here, here's a, here's a, here's a question for you. So when it comes to your, your drumming, would you say there's a, there's a completely different, I don't want to say teaching method, but a, a way of teaching someone who's just starting or someone that's going to do uh, session uh, drumming versus someone that's going that wants to be in a band. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it, that yes, yeah. There are different components. It's, it's a lot of I would say like the basics and the foundation. Like mm-hmm. that's going to be the same, same probably. Right. Like the, the way that I that I go about that, but as they start entering in that like mid tier, like intermediate, we'll call it. Um, that's, that's where you really start to like refine your style and your direction, I would say. So yeah, if you're trying to be in a band, like I'm going to start helping you focus on what does it actually look like when you are playing drums? Like if you're going to be performing, 
yeah. on stage in front of people. Like, honestly, I will say like for me being able to like turn on performance mode mm-hmm. has probably gotten me so many more gigs because people look at me playing a show and they say, holy crap, like that drummer is killing it. You know, he, even if you're not playing that great to the, to the average eye, if you are like engaging in the performance and like have a ton of energy, what people then think about is like that drummer is awesome. You know, right. like you think about exactly. so many of the iconic drummers, like yeah. it's a lot of it is you have to be good at your craft, but if yes. you aren't, if you aren't good at your, or if you're good at your craft, but you don't have any showmanship, then like you're just, you're going to kind of fade into you're another living, drummer. You know? yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you're playing live, I'm going to focus on that stuff, but I'm also going to focus on like, well, like, okay, what if you're trying to play in a rock band? Like, yeah, we're going to focus on like the rock genre a lot more. If right. you are in the other camp, if you're trying to be a session player, I'm going to focus a lot more on versatility uh, because okay. if you're going to, if you're going to be recording, you don't want to be limited to be like, yeah, I only record rock. Like yeah. now all of a sudden your clients are much smaller. Yeah. Now you do, you do have to have like your lane, right? Uh, like for me, I'm never going to do a session for a jazz band. Cause like, I just don't play jazz. I'm it's. I'm too far behind to, to exactly. add that in, but right it's like, you know, having like a, a lot of things that, that share common mm-hmm. uh, threads like rock. So then you could go to metal, but then rock could also go to pop and mm-hmm. then that could go to indie pop or that could, and then rock could go to punk. And then, you know what I mean? Like there's all of those share, share common threads. So I'm going to yeah. focus on versatility, but also versatility in how you, hit your drums, which is what we, we call dynamics in drumming. Right. That's that's basically just how loud or how soft you hit your drums. In a recording situation, that's really important uh, because like every little note is being recorded and mm-hmm. like the producer is always going to want it to be a specific way. So that's going to be ultimate versatility yeah. for, the, for the session guy. And yeah, for the live guy, it's really going to be like honing in on like the thing that you do well and like executing it perfectly. Sweet. So yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> so, uh, have you ever? This is just because of the name of the of the show, which is the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. And for me, dark horses—they're like underdogs, right? You know, mm. a lot of folks are like, "Yeah, he's never gonna amount to anything." But inside that that dark horse is like, "Man, I'm gonna do this." Like, like you at 13, I want to be a drummer. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever felt like that underdog? Oh, dude. I, well, first of all, I love that. Cause yeah, as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh man, I, I so relate to that. Um, that was my experience growing up. Like, mm. the, I mean, basically up until, <laughs> basically up until the point where I uh, started growing drum beats online and, or uh, started playing with I prevail. It was always like, okay, Gabe, like, it's cute that you want to play drums that you want to, that you want to do this thing. But like, you know, I think from, from everyone, it was like, we got to get your grades up. I did terrible in school, by the way. Um, right. uh, it's like, when are, like, when are you going to get serious about this? Like, you're not going to be able to go to college. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to college. And, but then, you know, that was a whole thing tension with like my parents, like you should really go to college. And I don't, I do not blame them for a second. Like, I totally get that. They, yeah. they want what, what's best for me. Um, but, you know, and I think like, man, when, uh, like, I, I remember meeting like my wife now, but my, my, uh, when she was my girlfriend, when we were younger, she, 
her her family like works with like a lot of like higher up people so like i'd have to go to these like fancy little things and uh and meet people and they're like what do you do and i'm like i want to be a drummer and they're like you can tell like they're they're like these like millionaire people who are like this like, kid oh, is okay. <laughs> exactly it's like when when are you gonna break up with this guy like what a loser you know right um so yeah i've, I've always kind of felt like man this like no one really fully like believes in me until I actually started to like make some serious progress. Right. And I'm, I'm really thankful. Like, I don't, I don't hold, I don't resent or like hold any, any grudges against anyone, sure. but it, I think I have so much support now from my friends and family, which, which feels really great. And like, even I've had people like apologize to me being like, Hey, like I, That's I awesome. felt like I, you know, I never like took you seriously, but I'm, I'm seeing like how, you really continued to like push forward and, and continue to just go after your dream when like I, I stopped doing like they're from their perspective, they're saying like, I stopped doing that. I saw other people doing it or stopped doing that, but you like just kept doing it. And like, I really respect you for that. So nice. Yeah. I've definitely had a big portion of my life kind of feeling like, like all the odds were against me and I didn't have a lot of people rooting for me. <laughs> and you for just sure. got to push through it, right, man. You just got to chase yeah. your dream, whatever your, whatever your dream is. Uh, that's probably the big one. All right. I want to be mindful of your time, Gabe. I definitely appreciate you coming and, and, and hanging out. Any final words of wisdom you'd like to leave the audience? Oh man. You know, I think kind of just like what I said, uh, or, or what I was just alluding to, you know, I think like if you were to ask me like, what's like, what's the, key to, I, I don't want to use the word success, but I'm going to like, what, what's the key to, to your success or to be able to make all this happen. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, like the biggest thing that I've learned is like persistence is just probably the most important tool you have in your toolkit. If you keep, if you are like, if you can have a vision, if you can be singularly focused on one thing and you continue to persist at it and continue to learn and grow along the way and right. experiment and try new things. Like I, I don't know that there's a lot that can stop you or, or get in your way from that. You know, right. I think like, yeah, for, for me, it was like from the time I was 13 working on like this one thing up until I was able to do it, you know, full time when I was, I don't know, 24 or something like that. We're looking at 11 years of just yeah. trying to do one thing <laughs> and, and having a lot of failures along the way. Um, but yeah, I think persistence is your best friend in, in all of this. It's really like, how long are you willing to stay uncomfortable? And there like, I think if you're, if you're willing to stay uncomfortable, the longest you win, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you see so many other people in like, for me in, in what I do in music, I've seen so many people who are like, I want to play music. I want to play music. And, you know, they try it for X amount of years and then ultimately are like, well, I gave it a shot. Like I'm kind of okay. done. And like, yeah. I just kept, I kept going past that and like it ended up working out. So nice. Nice. All right, Gabe. Thank you so much, man. I definitely appreciate your time. hundred percent, Tracy. Thanks for having me on, man. Uh, all right. There you go. My dark horse friends and fa family, Gabe Helgetta dropping some drum beat bombs on us today. <sighs> what thoughts did you come away with? Let me share with you a few that I came with. And there were so many amazing gems in here. Um, the first one, thought number one, create a supportive community. See, Gabe has created his own awesome community with Drumbeats Online, where people of all skill levels can come together and share and support one another in their journey to improve their skill set, which in this case is all about playing the drums. I think we as people, let alone as entrepreneurs, we want 
a safe space that we can step into and we can show our superpower, right? Our skills. Even if those superpowers and those skills are still in that messy hatchling stage. Now I was lucky enough to find this space with uh, Drum Beats Online for my drumming and other safe spaces for other areas that I am passionate about. Have you? Are you looking? Are you creating a safe space for your audience and your tribe to come to and share their vulnerable side? Hmm? We're going to dig into that topic tomorrow on the live episode we'll be doing in the uh, the Facebook group, episode 178, creating a safe space for your business clients and prospects. Thought number two, keep working on your craft. Gabe tells his story about having already been in the band with his brother at the age of 13, and it was going well, right? And as time went on, his brother and his other older bandmates went on into other life activities while he was still wanting to be in a band. So fast forward to after high school, he's working as a busboy and packaging dog treats. I'm not sure if there's any alignment there, but I didn't dig into that area, right? Hopefully he wasn't, uh, you know, taking busboy products and packaging them into dog treats. Anyway, I digress. Um, he stroll later on, he comes up to this opportunity to join a band. He strolls in there confident in his skill sets and bam, he's turned away. See, they tell him that he needs to keep working on his craft. He was cruising. He was resting on his laurels. I think this is a huge lesson for so many of us, and not just business, but in life skills as well. The whole world in, in business and in life is like this fluid, ever-flowing creek or river, right? Where, you know, that canoe that is taking you to the creek bank that you're currently residing on will probably not get you to the other side of the river that you are seeking to cross. No. See, here's the thing. If you're seeking to take your business, your life, or your relationships to the next level, in this case, it was music, you're going to have to keep working on your craft. We're going to go deep, uh, dig a, deep, deep, a bit deeper into this uh, in episode 179. Do not just hone your skills, improve them. Thought number three, surround yourself with those that believe in the same lifestyle. See, Gabe is thankful that all the members of his band, I Prevail, are aligned with the lifestyle that they want for and from the band. See, this is not four guys on the hunt for sex, drugs, and rock and roll. This is a self-managed band. They're working on things like merchandising, what's the new opportunity that's out there for this business called I Prevail. Looking at their albums, you could say like product launches. Actually, Gabe actually mentioned that. They look at their albums like product launches. And it's this mentality and this like-minded group of folks that I think makes it even more possible for Gabe to leverage his downtime while he's on tour to grow his drum beats online business. So here's the question. Are you surrounding yourself with like-minded folks that will support you in your journey, whether it's personal development, whether it's spiritual or entrepreneurial? Are, are those in your inner circle a part of your who want to crew or your can't do crew? All right, we're going to go chat about this on Thursday live in the Facebook group uh, on the podcast, episode 180. Who are your co-pilots? Are they your who want to crew or your can't do crew? And thought number four, start 
building your audience now. Gabe share about how he took his entrepreneurial journey, he called it in reverse. He built an audience before he ever had anything to sell them. He was out there uploading videos to YouTube, sharing great content that drew people to him long before he had anything he was trying to sell. This allowed him to pause and think about what he wanted to bring to his audience, asking himself that all-important question, what do I wish I had when I was younger and the product began to create itself and drum beats online was born are you building your audience right now today not tomorrow not a week from now we're gonna chat more about the pros and cons that even Gabe mentioned uh, uh, we're gonna go a little deeper in there in episode 181 which comes first the audience or the product. And we're going to dig a bit in about why it is your responsibility, like Gabe mentioned, to tell them how you can help them and how by you need to follow, how important it is for you to follow that up by teaching them, you know, by actually doing, I don't know, the help you promised you would do. Eh? You're out there to help them, right? That's why they're resonating with you. That's why they're coming to you. So you need to get out there and help them. All right. What inspiring ideas or thoughts resonated with you with today's episode? Whatever they were, take some time today and write them down and then put them in the action. You get out there, you run your race, you get your results and let me hear about them. Seriously, you can email me at tracy at darkhorseschooling.com and share the, the tips and the ideas that you came away with, how you put them into action and what results you gain from them. Tech, I'll probably even bring you on the podcast and let you share your story. In the meantime, on next week's uh, interview episode, we're going to have Vera Lee Kernow. Now, Vera says she's just an ordinary woman, and yet she has seemed, uh, not seemed, she has harnessed this power of creative energy and this powerful determination to overcome immense adversity in her own life, including several disabilities, some that even took away her voice. I'm serious. I'm just no joke. Literally took away her voice, a chronic illness, multiple near-death experiences, and surviving domestic violence, including, sadly, sexual assault. You are definitely going to hear Vera's amazing and inspiring story. Now, I know you want to keep getting on these valuable tips and these amazing stories. I'm lucky enough to be able to bring you on this podcast. So please go on down there, hit that subscribe button. While you're there, please leave us a five-star rating and some kind words in the reviews. These uh, subscribes, rating, and reviews give us a little bit of a boost in the podcast ranking so that we can reach more entrepreneurs just like yourself. And of course, do not keep all this entrepreneurial G-O-L-D all to yourself. Share this podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners you know will get value from it. With that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.